but you better praise God, or I'm a shooting that's on God. I ain't playing by my Lord and Savior. I'm on my job. If you ain't a Christian, I'ma stab you in the face. If it ain't by Jesus, I'ma hit you with this curse. Jesus is the one. Hell yeah, praise Jesus Christ, nigga. Free Palestine, free Take K. It's the trap game. Abraham Lincoln, four score and 16 bars ago. R.I.P. Betty White. She ain't dead before when she died, because I know it's coming up. Oh, kitty. Hey, little bitch. How you not gonna fuck on a real nigga? Yeah, I'm getting paid. Still late on my bills, nigga. Yo, bitch, at my crib. I just let her charge the iPhone. Ask me if these diamonds now, nah, bitch. These are rhinestones. Armpit musty. Reeboks dusty. My show got canceled, because white folks don't trust me. Now I'm in the strip club with glue on the bottom of my shoe, nigga. That's how I'm doing. I wanna get a whip and crash it in the white owned businesses. Hey, hey, nah, hold on, I got this hook. Hey, 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 hey. I'ma dip my balls in some thousand dollars dressing. Cause I got depression. I'ma avoid my taxes and I'ma get arrested. Cause I got depression. I'ma rob my mama and I'ma spend the money on an old Chevy. Cause I got depression. Everybody know, nigga, you need to learn your fucking lesson. Shout out mental illness. Dude, if you got a mental illness, like, fucking turn up, dude. Like, seriously, dude. Like, whatever the fuck you got going on, dude, fucking, you're medicated, you're not medicated, dude. Like, seriously, fucking, bro, I put my fucking, I put my dick in a bag of Doritos and made this nigga bitch suck the dust off the tip. Ladies and gentlemen, guess who's back? Long ass hiatus. I know, man. I ain't been. I ain't been around. I've been on my YouTube page. You can check that out. King Known NBA and Music Talk on YouTube. Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, nigga. It's your boy King Known Uncensored, the extension of death. Ladies and gentlemen, we got some surprises. We finally got some news. What is Thursday? And I haven't been on since Sunday. I don't think. Wasn't it Sunday that was my last show? Let me double check that. Actually, it's been Friday. Jesus. It's almost been a week since I've been around. Feel like I've been neglecting (laughs) y'all. But anyway, man. Let's get to it. No more fat jokes this season, man. The only fat jokes... Well, I'm not going to say no more fat jokes this season for the NBA players. Because motherfuckers is actually getting in shape. I seen Zion. He looks like he's in shape. James Harden done had gastric bypass and liposuction. So he's skinny again. person that's going to get fat jokes is, is Kyle Lowry. That's probably the only nigga this season that's going to get fat jokes. And then Luca, even Luca Farley done trimmed up. Even no more Luca Farley, no more Big Titty Hart, no more Hercules Williamson, but Kyle Lowry he gonna, get, he gonna be the only one that's gonna be getting fat jokes. 
Can't tell no fat jokes no more, man. But anyway, why do we call this the extension of death? So, LeBron James could not find any teams with cap space in 2023 appealing enough to decline his extension with the Los Angeles Lakers. That's according to Woj. That's the big Don Dada. He's not wrong 99% of the time. I mean, they were offering two years, 97 million. You go, he was going to take that shit regardless of what they try to report. A team is offering you two years, damn near 100 million. And you're 38 years old. And you averaged 30 points per game last season. So, of course, you're going to take that money. But, however, the Lakers might have, might have signed their death certificate for their future. Because, you know what was funny? Now, they decided, you know what I'm saying? They decided... <laughs> to finally offer up their two first-round picks for Kyrie Irving. And you guessed what the Nets said. They said no. And I understand why they said no, because they made that offer before. The Nets were willing to trade Kyrie Irving if you just gave up your two first-round picks, which are 2027 and 2028 first-round picks. So, more than likely, you know, Brock Palinka pitched a plan to LeBron James. You know, he came out and said, we're going to do everything possible to build the best roster around LeBron James. Well, y'all still got a lot of work to do. Because right now, this is not a championship caliber team that we're looking at. This is a team that is going to make the play-in right now. This ain't no team that's going to go deep into the playoffs right now. I don't give a fuck what changed because we do know that Russell Westbrook did not work well with Anthony Davis and LeBron last year. So what you think this shit going to work this year? Anthony Davis is not playing 60 games this year. LeBron James is not going to play 60 games this year. So that's going to affect them in the win-loss column. And then I seen the first part of their schedule. I'd be I'd be shocked if they go 500 to start the season. I'd be shocked. Cuz they got some heavy hitters coming in the first half of their schedule. Last year, they gave y'all one of the weakest schedules in NBA history. And you took those weaker teams for granted. So, if they're trying to improve the roster, 
then unfortunately, those 20, uh, 20, uh, 28 and 2029 picks are done, done for, because they're going to need that if they're going to bring, like, a player to help LeBron James out onto that team. I don't think LeBron should have signed that extension. I think he should have left. That's just me. He also got a 15% trade kicker as well. In that extension, so. I don't know, bro. I feel like this is death to the Lakers future. These niggas ain't going to have a pick until 2030. If they make a move, because you know teams are going to want those picks. If you're going to get a player off of these teams, and then teams aren't willing to really negotiate with y'all. Because GMs are sick of LeBron James getting away with stacking teams all these years. And they don't want to help him out anymore. Transactions have happened as long as LeBron has been in the league for to build teams around him. Now, yes, I don't have a problem with him signing that, that extension, though. As far as you know, money is concerned, it's more than likely he may retire as a Los Angeles Laker. A two-in-one. A two-in-one meaning a two-year contract. A three-year contract with the option to opt out in the last year. I mean, everybody and their mama knew he was going to take that money. But Rob Palenka, you said you're going to do everything to improve the roster around your king. And the best player y'all signed or acquired was Lonnie Walker IV. No disrespect to Lonnie Walker IV. But that's the best player that y'all acquired. You got Thomas Bryant, Juan Toscano, Anderson. <laughs> you drafted Max Christie, which is decent. He's decent. I felt like he should have stayed in college a couple more years. Yeah, everybody is so jumping up and down about Thomas Bryant. Thomas Bryant's a decent player, but that's not nothing to jump up and down for. Like, pipe down, Bakers. But this is a bad move for the Los Angeles Lakers because I know... They're going to make a trade. I know they're going to use those two first-round picks in that trade. And that's going to end any chance of the Lakers being able to compete after LeBron James retires. See, what their plan is, for real, for real, is to hang on to Anthony Davis, 
so that once LeBron leaves, they could get a haul for him. But you're not going to be able to get a haul for a 31, 32-year-old Anthony Davis that can't stay on the court. Where they do that at? That's what I want to know. Where they do that at? In my opinion, the Lakers would have to build a, a team through free agency. And I honestly do think that they should let the Russell Westbrook contract expire instead of trying to trade him. Thug it out. That's $47 million. That's $47 million to sign people. And then the only contracts that y'all have is LeBron and AD. You could possibly sign a third player. A la Kyrie Irving. That's why I'm saying, like, they shouldn't trade for Kyrie. They should wait until next year to sign him straight up. That would be a smarter idea than to trade all the assets you got because you're going to need, once all these guys retire, you're going to need somebody to build the franchise around. And the Lakers are going to suck in 2027 and 2028. They're going to be ass. But let's move on. Donovan Mitchell and the New York Knicks are back talking again about another deal. Your boy, Stephen A. Smith, reported that the Jazz wants six first-round picks, which the Knicks do have. But the question is, is your future going to be enough to sacrifice for Donovan Mitchell? They stopped talking because Danny Ainge gave them a crazy-ass offer. I'm like, well, that's the offer. Crazy or not, it's the offer that he wants to give you. So what are you going to do? Try to lower the picks to like four or five? I think four or five. I don't think Donovan Mitchell is worth two first round picks. If you want me to be keeping it a hundred with you. He's worth three players in a first. That's all I could give him. That's about all I could give him. Is maybe a first round pick or two and like three, four players. But five first round picks? Danny Ainge is trying to do what Sam Presti did in OKC. That's the only thing I can really come up with. And even if they get Donovan Mitchell to the Knicks, it's not like they're going to contend for a championship. They're going to need a little bit more and then you're sacrificing possible role players that can help you. 
Then they said they want R.J. Barrett in multiple first-round picks. That's what Danny Ainge said the new offer is. I'm like, damn. These GMs are shysty, ain't they? Like, you want me to trade my 20-point score? Come on, man. Even though, I'm not going to lie. The Jazz's first offer wasn't that bad, if not for the five, six picks. I'm like, well, you can have the players, but lower the amount of first-round picks, and then we'll accept. Megan The Stallion says she played $250,000 cash for a future feature. God damn. I mean, they for sure got their money's worth because I think Future washed her on the song. That's just my thoughts. Everybody's saying Future verse was whack. No. Listen again, fool. His verse was better than hers on that song. I don't, I don't care for pressure let's just like that I didn't care for that song like that I like Future's part though that was the best part of the song in my opinion that's crazy she paid that much so man this fake report about Kevin Durant retiring is the funniest shit I heard all week. There's a report that came out that Kevin Durant was going to retire if he had to play for Brooklyn this season. Ridiculous. Kevin Durant would never. KD lives, eats, shits, and breathes the game of basketball. He would never retire. Like, he even came out and said, man, these made-up reports are crazy. Because I guess one of those executives came out and said that Kevin Durant is going to retire. And somehow that made headlines. You know, and then this fake Kyrie news about him hating Nash and Marks. When Kyrie hasn't said virtually anything... Except that I want to play for the Brooklyn Nets this season. That's all he said. He's never demanded a trade. He's never wanted to really go to L.A. like that. That's LeBron pushing the Lakers to get him to L.A. That's Braun. Ben Simmons reached a settlement with the Sixers, man. I heard it was for 22 M's. Because he had a case going on where the... uh, He had a grievance 
and they mismanaged Ben Simmons' injury, allegedly. Actually, they reached a settlement agreement on the grievance Simmons filed to recoup a portion of the nearly $20 million withheld from him as a result of his failure to play games in the 2021-2022 season. So this man gets almost $20 million. Wow. Talk about the finesse of the year. My goodness. This is among one of the best finesses ever. That's crazy, bro. This nigga ain't even put forth any effort. Honestly, bro, I ain't gonna lie. He don't deserve that money. I'm sorry. Because of how he went about it. That's just me, but whatever. So, I don't know if I've spoken about this. But the Hall of Fame has been announced. We got Tim Hardaway making the Hall of Fame, finally. We already know what took him so long to make the Hall of Fame. He definitely should have been in the Hall of Fame. But you know how that go. You know, uh, he said he said something back in the day at one of the All-Star games about the Alphabet Boys and them niggas took him the fuck out. That was like one of the first cases I seen like the community like take him down and he didn't get a job for years after that situation Manu Ginobili um the international dudes they're gonna uh that's the international pick they always pick an international player every year for the hall of fame no matter the numbers Ginobili's numbers didn't jump off the page but him winning four titles as a member of the spurs and him sacrificing his role and you know Ginobili could have averaged 20 points a game if he wanted to But his thing was, he did everything for the team. So, great. Shit, we got Swen Cash from the uh, Detroit Shock back in the day. Shout out to her. We got George Carl. Former NBA head coach getting into the Hall of Fame. Known for coaching Mello in Denver. Known for um, coaching the Supersonics. Then you got Let's see if there's a Dell Harris. He used to coach the Lakers back in the day. 
So that's all. That's crazy, though. I wonder, like, who was the finalist. Because I'm pretty sure, like, other people that were great were more eligible for the Hall of Fame. All y'all got really in the NBA is um, Tim Hardaway and Manu. I don't know. I'm pretty sure there was more players that were eligible that got fucked over. So, word around town is Eminem is preparing a response to the Black Slim Shady. Because he asked Dr. Dre, like, can I fucking kill this nigga, bro? And apparently, Dre said yes. I mean, Dre got dissed on the song, too. Beats, holla at me. So, I would assume that Eminem, it, you know, Eminem was pictured in the studio with DJ Yella, Dr. Dre, and Snoop Dogg recently. That's not good news. I mean, even Bizarre from D12 hinted that Eminem's definitely going to respond. I don't know when he's going to drop it. It's going to be very interesting. But that's only one case of bad news for the game. There's more bad news. So the Nipsey Hustle track was removed off of Drillmatic, according to the streets, by Nipsey's brother, who blocked it because... WAC 100 is affiliated with Game, and WAC 100 has spoken negatively about Nipsey Hussle in the past. So damn, that's tough, because that song was pretty good. Like, Dramatic as an album, it's pretty good. It's not a horrible album. But it's got a few horrible moments, and you know, but it's not like, I mean, the Black Slim Shady was a good song. And then your executive producer who produced the beat for Black Slim Shady thought that, he thought that Game was paying tribute to Eminem on the song. He didn't know that Game was gonna diss Eminem. Because if he would have knew that, he wouldn't have done it. Hitboy don't want no problems with Eminem, and he knows that. Hitboy like, I ain't got nothing to do with this shit. Mm -hmm. he didn't hear the song until the album came out not in full he heard the part where game laid down his vocals like using and mimicking Eminem flow he heard that part
more bad news per game. Game is expected to sell less than 19,000 copies this week of Drillmatic. Like me, I thought he was going to sell 40K. charts right now, this nigga game didn't even sell 18,000 copies. He didn't even sell 18,000 copies. Goddamn! What's the final numbers gonna be? That's the million dollar question here. Like, what is it be? Is that nigga debuting in the top 50? We'll have the final numbers at a later time, but god damn, boy. Less than 18K? That's a major brick and a major L for game because you have an album with 30, 31 tracks and a feature for from all the hottest artists within the last 10 uh, 5 to 10 years on the album and you can't even sell 20,000 copies the first week I don't know Game them probably lost this battle before Eminem even got a chance to respond to be honest that's so sad but last thing on the menu, and this is a big surprise. We finally got an hour show, ladies and gentlemen. So kick back, relax. Um, last night, I did a reaction to the Bleacher Reports NBA wins and losses for every team. And guess what I did, y'all? I did my own. Now you get to hear how many wins that I predict with the roster currently as it stands? How many wins will your favorite team win this season? Let's talk about it. The Atlanta Hawks. Let's start off with Atlanta. That Trey Young and DeJounte Murray duo is going to be way better than any of you think they will. I think they'll be one of the top five teams in the Eastern Conference. I mean, if you look at what they acquired, they acquired a bench. Atlanta's got a bench. You already got Murray, Trey Young, Hunter, Collins, Capella. They don't even have to make any big moves. They're good. Not to mention you got both the younger Holiday brothers who both can who both are 3 and D players. Then you got you picked up Mo Harkless. Then you picked up Frank Kaminsky. Then you drafted AJ Griffin and Tyrese Martin. This team could actually go 12 deep. 
then in case of injury, you know, you got guys that can fill in. So my prediction on how many wins Atlanta is going to win, I think they're going to win 51 games. I think they're going to win 51 games. This team is going to be very successful. Now let's move on to Boston. Boston Celtics had a hell of an offseason. Boston picked up Malcolm Brogdon. J.D. Davidson in the draft and Danilo Gallinari. I mean, yes, I do understand that they're trying to trade for Kevin Durant, but I don't think they should do that. But however, I think they will be the best team in the Eastern Conference next year, record-wise. I truly do. I mean, a team... As it stands right now, it's Brogdon, Smart, Tatum, Brown, and Williams with Horford, Gallinari, Davidson, Peyton Pritchard. That's a well-rounded team if you ask me. And Grant Williams, can't forget about Grant Williams, the captain of the team, can't forget about him. I'm going to say that Boston wins 59 games. Brooklyn Nets. I keep telling y'all time and time again, Brooklyn is deep as hell. They could go 12 deep, ladies and gentlemen, with the squad that they got. So, I, I truly feel that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving should stay in Brooklyn. I mean, why not? What's the problem with that? I don't understand. I understand that KD wants out, but what for? Look at your team, bro. They built a perfectly good team around Kyrie and KD this year. By adding the Bubble King, TJ Warren, Royce O'Neal. I mean, look at the team that they still have. I mean, the lineup is going to be Kyrie Irving. Seth Curry, KD, Ben Simmons, Nick Claxton. Then you got David Duke. You got Cam Thomas, Royce O'Neal, TJ Warren, Joe Harris, Patty Mills, Kessler Edwards, Dayron Sharp. That's 12. 12, 13 players I just named that can contribute and help y'all. I mean, from a technical standpoint, the role players showed up last year in the playoffs. It was Kevin Durant's poor shooting and the fact that Kyrie went through Ramadan as to why they lost that series. And now you got a chance to run it back and get your revenge with the right role players around you. Now, if Brooklyn decides to keep 
if Brooklyn decides to trade KD and Kyrie, the return is going to be substantial, and I'm probably going to give them 47 games if they trade those two. That's how confident I am in that Brooklyn team. Now, however, if they keep KD and Kyrie, I'm going to give them 52 games next season. I say they win 52 games. Let's move on to the Charlotte Hornets. Now, there's a team. Now, here's a guy. <laughs> nah, all jokes aside. Here's a team with a lot of question marks. Because half the players on the team are expendable. They did draft Mark Williams and Bryce McGowan's. But here's the problem. You have another, a guy like Bryce McGowan's on your team in James Booknight that didn't even get no clock last year. Which is hella strange to me. So, with the exception of LaMelo Ball, maybe Mark Williams, Kai Jones, everybody else on the team is expendable. From JT Thor, Miles Bridges is fucked. Gordon Hayward has never stayed healthy. And the experiment in Charlotte has not worked. These guys have been eliminated in the playing game as the nine seed for back-to-back -back seasons. So, they should blow that bitch up. Seriously. Honestly, they need to hijack New York for Donovan Mitchell. Because everybody on that team, you can get something for. Especially like a, a, a whole, a shitty roster can get a whole new roster. From the Hornets. All of those guys are trade bait. From Bridges to JT Thor to James Booknight to Terry Rozier to Gordon Hayward to Mason Plumley to PJ Washington to uh, Gordon Hayward. All of those guys can go. They haven't done anything. And then they fired the coach on top of that. Michael Jordan got a lot of pieces in his hand that he could either get picks for or go all in for a superstar to go alongside LaMelo Ball. And due to that, I'm going to give the Charlotte Hornets 34 wins next season. Chicago Bulls. A lot of people are sleeping on the Chicago Bulls. Chicago got better. Like, way better. Them drafting Daylon Terry, them uh, signing Andre Drummond and Goran Dragic to go with a already a team that could already go eight deep. Now they could possibly go 11, 12 deep as well. This is another roster in the East that could go 12 deep. I mean, your starting lineup now, I mean, hopefully Lonzo Ball, it depends on the health of Lonzo Ball and Alex Caruso. If those two guys stay healthy, Chicago's going to be really good. I mean, you got um, Lonzo, Zach, DeMar, Patrick Williams, Nikola Vucevic. Then you got Caruso, Dragic, Drummond, Terry, Ayo, Dosumo, Kobe White, 
Derrick Jones Jr. I think I said that already, right? That team is deep as hell. A lot of people are sleeping on Chicago. They'll have a better chance to compete with everybody with that team and and not look so sad compared to everybody else. So with that being said, I'm going to give the Bulls, Chicago Bulls, 50 wins next season. Let's move on to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cleveland definitely got better, a little bit better, but not that much better. I think they could be an eight seed in the East. I mean, Cleveland was having a good run up until Jared Allen's injury last year. And, you know, the negotiations with um, Colin Sexton isn't really going nowhere because they're lowballing that kid. So my thoughts are, you know, a team needs to uh, put some pressure on Cleveland. Um, So currently as it stands, it's Darius Garland. It's uh, Karis LeVert. The small forward on Cleveland is by committee, ain't it? It could be either Isaac Okoro, Jetty Osman starting at that three, that three spot. Or they could start like two guards. They could start the rookie, Agbaji, at, at, at the three. Then they got Evan Mobley and Jared Allen in the front court. This is a team that's kind of deep. I mean, they brought back Rubio. They got Robin Lopez, Raul Neto, Kevin Love coming off the bench. This Cleveland team is is pretty decent on paper. But with that being said, I'm going to say Cleveland wins 43 games next year. The Dallas Mavericks, this team got so much better. They had some major nigga pickups, man. Drafting Jaden Hardy. Acquiring JaVale McGee and Christian Wood. Now, what position will Christian Wood play? We don't know. It's been mixed. It's been mixed. Because they, they're saying that Wood is either going to play the four or the five. I think with Dallas and what they run... Wood's going to play the five, and McGee's going to come off the bench. That would be my guess. My guess is the starting lineup would be Spencer Dinwiddie, Luka Doncic, Tim Hardaway Jr., Dorian Finney-Smith, and Christian Wood. That would be my guess. You know, Dinwiddie is going to play the role that Jalen Brunson played last year. And then, you know, you still got Reggie Bullock. You know what I'm saying? You got JaVel McGee coming off the bench. You still got Davis Bertrands. You still got Maxi Kleber. Dallas is deep as hell.
think Luka Doncic is going to take another step towards superstardom. I think Luka might average a triple-double next year. You can print that. Luka might average a triple-double next season. I'm going to give Dallas 52 wins next season. Now, the Denver Nuggets. I mean, the Denver Nuggets get two guys that can average 20 a game back in the lineup. They drafted Christian Braun, Peyton Watson. Then they ended up picking up Ish Smith, who's been a solid veteran. They get uh, Contavious Caldwell Pope, Bruce Brown, DeAndre Jordan. Hella decent pickups for them. My guess is the lineup would be Murray, Caldwell Pope, Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, and Nikola Jokic with Bruce Brown, DeAndre, Ish Smith, Bones Highland, Zeke Naji, all coming off the bench, and Jeff Green, too. They still got Jeff Green, which is crazy to me, but yeah. And then you still got, of course, the MVP of the league, the two-time MVP of that, and the highest paid player in the NBA in Nikola Jokic. So that is going to make Denver a very dangerous team. A lot of people are writing them off. But I'm not. I'm going to give Denver 51 games. Detroit Pistons. I seen I seen what y'all fuck niggas be doing to the, to my Detroit Pistons. Y'all niggas gave them 25 games, huh? That's it. Nah, nigga, fuck that. Y'all slept. But we're going to be a lot better than y'all motherfuckers think that we are. And I said we. I'm a Piston fan. So we drafted Jaden, Ivy, and Jalen Duran. We had the best draft last year. We had the best draft last year. Hands down. Then we ended up. Grabbing Alec Burks, Nerlens Noel, and Kevin Knox. I totally forgot about Kevin Knox, y'all. To go with our current core that we already got, in my opinion, the starting lineup should be Kate Cunningham, Jaden Ivey, Sadiq Bay, Isaiah Stewart, and Jalen Duran. That's what should be the lineup, in my opinion. Then we got that going with Killian Hayes, with Alec Burks, with Nerlens Noel, with Kevin Knox, with Isaiah Livers. This is a deep-ass team on paper. This is a deep-ass... We, we got a deep-ass team. We had a pretty decent offseason. So, with that being said, I'm going to give the Detroit Pistons 35 wins. Yeah, I know. I know, right? That's crazy. 
but I think 35 wins sounds like what is is going to happen. Golden State Warriors. I mean, they're going to be the best team in the West next year, hands down. That's a dead giveaway. But how many wins, though? I mean, yes, you lose Gary Payton Jr. You lose Damian Lee. You lose Otto Porter Jr. Those are some losses, but you gain some wins. You gain some young players that you drafted for a reason so that they can replace those players. And those players, except maybe Gary Payton Jr., were replaceable. I mean, you draft Patrick Baldwin Jr., who has not seen the floor yet. We don't know his ceiling. We haven't seen him. More than likely, he'll probably start off in the G League and then eventually make the team later on down the line. That's where I see Patrick Baldwin going here. So, they also ended up signing, and I heard Ryan Rollins made the team, so he's going to be some part, he's going to play some role over here. Then you acquire Dante DiVincenzo, which is like an underrated pickup in my opinion. Then you pick up Jermichael Green which is another underrated pickup for uh, Golden State. Those are guys that can shoot the ball. Those are guys that can play some defense. I mean, Golden State, I think they have a very good shot at repeating this year. I really do. Not going to hold y'all up. So with that being said, since I have them number one in the West, I think they're going to win 56 games. Houston Rockets. Uh, yo, like I seen Bleacher Report disrespecting the Houston Rockets. Houston Rockets will be one of the more competitive teams. Now, they're not going to win a lot of games because they're young, but they're going to win more than what you expect them to win. I mean, them drafting Jabari Smith Jr., drafting Tari Eason, drafting Ty Ty Washington Jr., then picking up bench pieces like Boban Marjanovic, Sterling Brown, Trey Burke, Marquise Chris, which I forgot about, which I forgot to mention in the video uh, yesterday that I did. Man, the Rockets are going to be a lot better than you think. I mean, you still got KPJ, you still got Jalen Green, Eric Gordon. You don't have Christian Wood anymore, but that's okay. You got Alperin Sengun. They recently signed former Clippers backup Isaiah Hartenstein as well, so they're deep. And they're going to be in a lot of games. They're going to give a lot of good teams a run because they're going to underestimate Houston. And because of that, I give the Houston Rockets 24 games, 24 wins. 
you should have seen what they had Houston at. Like, they had them, like, with a very low win, lower than 24. Indiana Pacers. I got really, I don't really have much to say about them. I'm not going to lie. I mean, you did draft Benedict Matherin at, at number six for a reason. You acquired Nick Stoskis, Aaron Neesmith, and Daniel Tice. Aaron Neesmith is going to be a great pickup for them. To go along with Chris Duarte, Miles Turner, Buddy Heal, Tyrese Halliburton. But let's be honest. They're not going to win many games. This team's going to suck. Because so many teams got better and Indiana regressed from the team that they had last year. So with that being said, I'm going to give them 23 wins. Now the Los Angeles Clippers, they were good last year without Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. They almost made the playoffs. They were a Paul George missed bucket from the playoffs. I think a lot of people forget that. So imagine a full season with Paul George. Kawhi Leonard hasn't been cleared to play yet. So I would guess that either he misses a couple of games to start the season or he comes back the first game of the regular season. Now, there are two ways to think about this. Okay. Now, if Paul and Kawhi are in and out of the lineup, I would give them like 42 wins, right? Looking at the team as it stands right now, if healthy, if healthy is the key term that we got to use when it comes down to the Clippers. I really think that the Clippers should reunite with Pat Bev, Lou Will, and Montrez Harrell. I think if they pick up those three guys, The Clippers could go to the finals if they reunite with those three guys. This team right now, I'm not sure if they could. I'm not sure if they could go to the finals with what they have now. They did acquire John Wall. That was a big pickup. So the lineup would be Wall, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Marcus Morris, and Ibiza Zubac. With Reggie Jackson, Norman Powell, Robert Covington, Terrence Mann coming off the bench. They do need a backup center, and I think that's why I think they should allow Musa Diabete to, to, to uh, get into that 10-man rotation because he's the only other big man that they got. That would make a lot of sense. But then they got BJ Boston, too. I forgot about him. Brandon Brandon Boston's going to be cold. He's going to be a lot better next year. They still got Amir Coffee as well. So the Clippers are pretty decent. Um, I'm going to give the Clippers 51 wins this year. My favorite team in the world, the Los Angeles Fakers. Psych. Anyway, uh, the Los Angeles Lakers did sign Troy Brown Jr., Juan Toscano Anderson, Damian Jones, 
Now, the only two good players that I think that the Lakers ended up getting in the offseason, and they drafted Max Christie, um, the only two players that I thought that could contribute to the Lakers right now is Scottie Pippen Jr. and Lonnie Walker IV. But other than that, it's going to be a mismatch for Russ and LeBron to play together again. I don't think LeBron is going to play 60 games, and I don't think AD is going to play 60 games. However, I will be mighty generous to the Los Angeles Lakers and give them 42 games out of the kindness of my heart. They'll be lucky to get that many wins as deep and as great as that conference is this season. There's going to be nine or ten teams that are above 500 in the West. It's going to be ten above 500 teams in the West. Let's move on to Memphis. Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies have ha, have a setback as um, Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to miss the first quarter of the season. However, they did well in the draft by drafting Jake LaRavia, David Roddy, Kennedy Chandler, and then possibly maybe going to pick up Kenny Lofton Jr., they also acquired Danny Green in the offseason, who has been a savvy veteran on multiple NBA championship teams, who's a 3 and D guy. And he'd be a good addition to this rowdy Memphis bunch. I mean, right now, the lineup as it stands, it's going to be Morant, Bain, Brooks, but is he going to be playing four or five? And is LaRavia going to be starting in his rookie year? Because I don't think they've re-signed Steven Adams yet. I don't think Adams is back with Memphis yet. If he is, I didn't know. With that being said, I'm going to give the Memphis Grizzlies 46 wins. Now the Miami Heat have had some setbacks. You know, they lost P.J. Tucker, which Jimmy uh, Jimmy Butler let uh, <laughs> P.J. Tucker know that that was some bullshit that he did joining the Philadelphia 76ers. But, yeah, the only thing that they picked up was drafting the rookie Nikola Jovich at number 27. So they're pretty much stuck with the same squad that they had last season. So it's going to be Kyle Lowry. Is Hero going to start this year? I would think that now is the time to start Tyler Hero, in my opinion. Now, I do understand you need some punch off the bench and some scoring help off the bench. But I don't think Tyler Hero is okay with that. I don't think they're going to start Struss this year. Or Struess, I should say. So what? It's going to be what? Kyle Lowry, Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler, power forward by committee, because they don't. All the only power forward they got is Jovich. So I'll say Jovich and Bam at a buyout. I mean, you still got Struess, Duncan Robinson, Victor Oladipo is back. Maybe he 
starter. And they could run some small ball shit. Victor Oladipo definitely got a lot to prove next season. Like that Oladipo's gonna have gonna average probably like 15, 16 points. With Miami, I'm going to say they're going to win 47 games. The Milwaukee Bucks are always going to be the Milwaukee Bucks. Marshawn Bochamp is going to come in and ball for Milwaukee. I truly do believe that. He's going to provide the same energy that Pat Connington adds to that team. And he's a better shooter than I thought he was. But maybe he uh, improved his jumper. They did acquire Joe Ingles, but he's coming off an ACL. Those older players coming off those major injuries, I don't, I don't see him coming back until the midseason. But Milwaukee has the same team that they had last year, pretty much. And they're pretty damn good, if I must say. I mean, it's going to be Holiday, Middleton, Giannis, Oh, yeah, Holiday, Grayson, Allen, Chris Middleton, Giannis. And center by committee, right? Oh, Brooke Lopez, Brooke Lopez, my bad. Then you still got Bobby coming off the bench, Pat Connington, Marjan Bolchamp, um, Rodney Hood. I don't know if he's coming back next year. Serge is Serge Ibaka is coming back, so the, I mean he should get more clock next year. Him and Portis will be a dangerous front court off the bench. But I always trust Giannis Antetokounmpo Negro. So with that being said, I'm going to pick. I'm going to say Milwaukee wins 50 games. 50 games for Milwaukee. Minnesota Timberwolves. A lot of people are underestimating the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, the Bleacher Report didn't underestimate him. That's one thing I can say. Bleacher Report did not underestimate um, the Timberwolves. They had them winning 47 games. I felt like that was a little bit too much. Minnesota did draft Wendell Moore Jr. Josh Minot was one of the stars of the uh, Summer League. I forgot about him. If he gets some playing time, he's going to be a dog. They did pick up Kyle Anderson, Rudy Gobert, which was their biggest acquisition, even though they traded their whole future for this nigga. This $200 million overrated player. They also acquired Bryn Forbes and Austin Rivers. They re-signed Torian Prince. They have Jaden McDaniels. And their lineup is probably going to be D'Angelo Russell, Anthony Edwards, um, Slow Mo.
Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert. A lot of people have been saying the same thing. Like, what are they going to do against smaller lineups? I mean, I'm pretty sure that the coach of the Timberwolves might have something planned that we don't know yet. So with that being said, I'm going to give Minnesota 45 games. New Orleans Pelicans, that's another team that I think is going to be better than what y'all think they are going to be. They're going to be a lot better than what y'all think. Because New Orleans is getting Zion Williamson back at 100%. I mean, they drafted Dyson Daniels. They lost EJ Liddell to an ACL injury. But the lineup is probably going to be Daniels, McCollum, Ingram, Williamson, and Valley and Shunis. Not to mention, you got Jose Alvarado still. Lockdown. Herbert Jones. Herb Jones. Lockdown. Trey Murphy. Three-point shooter. Devontae Graham, he's a bucket. Jackson Hayes, lob threat. Larry Nance Jr., lob threat. New Orleans is deep as hell, and they clawed their way from the uh, 10th seed to the motherfucking playoffs last year. Them, them just picking up CJ, That's that was the difference that it makes because you got a guy who's been to the conference finals with a young group of players that are hungry and want to win a championship. I'm going to give New Orleans 47 wins. Now, the New York Knicks, ugh. New York Knicks are going to be a lot worse than what y'all think. I don't care if they're starting lineup is Jalen Brunson, Evan Fournier, R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, and Mitchell Robinson with Obi Toppin, Emmanuel Quickly, Quentin Grimes coming off the bench. I don't believe in the New York Knicks. And they and what did they do? They drafted um Trevor Keels. I thought, okay. I was wrong. It was the Knicks that acquired Isaiah Hartenstein, not the um, Rockets. My bad. I have to correct myself sometimes, man. I could be wrong sometimes. Shit. I don't believe in this New York Knicks team. They're going to fuck off a lot of games. And their fans are going to disown them. Like they always do. Those glizzy motherfuckers. Those glizzy eating motherfuckers. They're gonna have a terrible season. They're lottery bound. With that being said, I say New York is only gonna win 33 games. Oklahoma City Thunder. They disrespected the fuck out of the OKC Thunder. In the Bleacher Report article. They dissed them hard. They said they only going to win 18 games. 
which is blasphemous, which is fucking retarded, in my opinion. I ain't sleeping on them young niggas, man. Like you got SGA, Josh Giddy, Lou Dort, um, Alexei Pokashevsky and Chet Holmgren, who's got a lot of skills, right? Usman Jane coming off the bench. You got both Jalen Williams. Coming off the bench. Trey Mann. I'm gonna actually give the Oklahoma City Thunder 32 games next year. The Orlando Magic, I think they're going to be the worst team. Regardless of who they have on this roster. I don't care. If they got um, Jalen Suggs and Cole Anthony and Franz Wagner and Paolo Banchero and Wendell Carter and Gary Harris and Jonathan Isaac, who's never healthy. They're going to be the worst team in the league next year. And I think Paolo might win Rookie of the Year. He's got superstar game that being said Orlando wins 19 games now the Philadelphia 76ers are they getting KD I mean they had a decent offseason they acquired DeAnthony Melton Daniel House and PJ Tucker they didn't get to draft anyone but that's completely fine Philly, I mean, you got Maxie Harden, um, P.J. Tucker, Tobias Harris, and Joel Embiid with DeAnthony Melton, Daniel House, Shake Milton, Isaiah Joe, Charles Bassey, Paul Reed, I forgot about him yesterday. Paul Reed's going to be a, a problem off the bench for Philly. The thing is, I can trust Harden in the regular season. But can I trust him in the, in, the, in the postseason to go to the finals? I'm not so sure. But with that, I'm going to say Philadelphia is going to win 48 games. Phoenix Suns, the Phoenix Suns, I think they're going to take a step back next year. The West is a whole lot better, a whole lot deeper, and a lot of teams got key players coming back, and the West going to keep passing them by. The only thing that they acquired was Damian Lee. Now, they pretty much have the same team as they did last year with um, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Michael Bridges, Jay Crowder, and DeAndre Ayton with Campaign, Landry Shamit, Bismack Biombo, Cam 
Cam Johnson coming off the bench. It's not, I'm not saying that Phoenix is not going to be any good. That would be a reach, in my opinion. That would be a complete reach. However, they're not going to be number one in the West next year. Because, need I remind you, Chris Paul is another year older. So, I wouldn't be surprised if he had knick-knack injuries next year. You know, injuries that could keep him out of certain games. So, with that, I'm going to give Phoenix 46 games. Next up, Portland. Portland's another team that's getting disrespected out here in these streets. They're going to be a lot better than what you think. I think they'll be in the play-in game next year. Maybe. They can be. Portland is a team that I do not want to see in a one-game play-in game, y'all. Because Dame, in that play-in game, when it first started going on, he was magical. Like, are they going to start Simons and Dame next to each other, or is Simons going to come off the bench? If Simons comes off the bench, he could possibly be a six-man-of-the-year candidate. So the lineup is going to be what? Dame, Simons. Uh, Jeremy Grant. Joseph Nurkic. And Gary Payton Jr. That's who's going to be the three for them. Gary Payton Jr. Then you got a bench by committee. Portland did draft Shaden Sharp, but will he play and Jabari Walker. So that's more pieces to add to that Portland bench. Let's move on to Sacramento. Now, Sacramento's a sleeper as well. Don't be surprised if they're in a play-in game. Sacramento drafted Keegan Murray, who was probably, arguably, the best player in the summer league. They acquired Malik Monk and Kevin Herter. So Kevin Herter... It's going to be the sixth man of Sacramento to go with the, uh, Davion Mitchell coming off the bench. So the starting lineup is going to be maybe Fox, Monk, Barnes, Murray, and Sabonis. That's a quality starting five. Mike Brown has a lot to work with here. This could be a very dark horse in the uh, Western Conference. Don't sleep on this team. I'm going to give Sacramento 37 games. San Antonio Spurs their roster's not even worth talking about at this point. They're going to be the worst team in the league. I'm going to give them 14 wins. Next, 
Toronto. Toronto Raptors are going to be good, but not as good as everyone thinks they will be. I mean, the East is better. The East done got better players. I mean, Toronto has the same exact team from last year. They only acquired Christian Coloco and 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 uh, Otto Porter Jr. Toronto. You know, I think the lineup's going to be uh, Van Vliet, um, Gary Trent Jr., OG Ananobi, Pascal Siakam, and Precious Achua. I wouldn't be surprised if Otto Porter started at four. And Pascal it was the five. Oh yeah, I forgot about Scotty Barnes playing four. Fuck. My bad, Scotty. Yeah, so it's gonna be um <laughs> Van Vliet, Trent, Ananobi, Barnes, and Siakam. So Siakam is gonna play the five. That makes sense. The two is probably gonna come off the bench. I mean, Toronto's not a bad team. But they're probably going to be in the playing game next year. No disrespect. I'm going to give them 41 games next year. Utah Jazz, if they keep Donovan Mitchell, they're going to be a lot better than what people think they're going to be. But more than likely, I can see Mitchell getting traded. I mean, they dra- they ended up drafting Walker Kessler, sign uh, getting... Leonardo Balmaro, Jared Vanderbilt, Malik Beasley, who have been solid players on this team. They're probably going to buy out Pat Bev. I mean, right now the lineup is Conley, Mitchell, Bogdanovich, um, Walker Kessler. Oh, yeah. Vanderbilt and Walker Kessler. Not a bad team, to be honest. If they keep Clarkson, shit, they can they can win some games. Now, if they don't keep Donovan Mitchell, I'm going to say 28 games. Now, if they do keep Donovan Mitchell, I say 39 games. Last but not least, the Washington Wizards. Washington Wizards are a threat for the play-in game next year. For sure. I think the combination of Beal and Perzingis is going to be great, but can they stay healthy? That's the million-dollar question. I don't trust those two with health. Despite the dope-ass roster that Washington have. I mean, I forgot I forgot about Washington having Johnny Davis. Then they acquired DeLon Wright, Monte Morris, Taj Gibson, Will Barton. These are good quality players. I can see a lineup of Morris... Um, Beal, um, Porzingis, oh, shit, who was their starting small forward last year? I would guess that it would be Will Barton playing the three for, uh, for them, but Washington picked up somebody else last year, 
Oh, Kyle Kuzma. That's who it was that I was thinking about. Yeah, so it's going to be Morris, Beal, Kuzma, Perzingis, and Daniel Gafford. With Corey Kispert, Denny Avija, Rui Hashimura, Will Barton, DeLon Wright, Taj Gibson. This team is going to actually be better than what I actually think. So with that being said, I'm going to give Washington 41 games. I apologize for this show being so long. I wasn't expecting it to be that long. But I gave y'all a week's worth of what y'all missed. This is King Known Uncensored. The extension of death. And I'm gone.